When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up and good Thursday afternoon, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with another War Report. Breaking news broadcast this time. Getting in here. My guy, B-Will, in here with me today. Talking a little bit about... The quarterback position. Coach Hugh Freeze announces a starter, and it is Peyton Thorn. Yeah. Which, what are your thoughts on that, man? How are you feeling about Peyton Thorn being the starting quarterback for Auburn University, guy? It was incredibly difficult to not talk about it last night because we knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Somebody said before the spring was over that no matter what happens this spring, Hugh Freeze is going to go get another quarterback. Somebody said that Mm. before the spring had even begun, Mm. that that was going to happen, that that person would then be named the starter. I'm not going to say any names. Who wants to to brag like that? I I I mean, if it was me, I'd be saying all kinds of names. So, you know. (laughs) <laughs> it was me. I said it. It was me. <laughs> it was me. It was me. I say lots of uh, knuckleheaded things, but every now and then I get something right. And this was very expected. I don't really have any idea. This was obvious to me, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Now, Hugh Freeze said in his presser that just ended exactly what we postulated was going on last night. It's it's what we thought was going on. And that was, hey, even if this is the case, if Peyton Thorne is the experienced, uh, professional, whatever, leader or whatever, then Robbie Ashford's right there in his hip pocket and he is not out of the picture. Okay? If this was a completion, then Robbie Ashford is in the frame defending the ball very well. Now, I don't know what this says about that scrimmage comment. And he actually, somebody, he was asked about this. 
And then he responded to it, which was, he said, I have to reevaluate. I had an idea coming into the scrimmage, and now I have to think about that again. Have to I mean, watch he, yeah, he, I say, he said specifically, though, in this press conference that he had his mind made up that it was going to be Thorne. And then after the scrimmage, he had to think about it. He's like, Robbie had a really great scrimmage. And, you know, right. Peyton Thorne didn't have the best of the three. Um, right. So okay, let me let me just say this. He's not here. But happy, happy birthday, Mike G. Happy birthday, Mike G. People are out here supposedly taking victory laps against Mike G. Like, oh, man, you were so wrong. Coach Freeze darn near validated everything that Mike was talking about as far as how people performed in the scrimmage in saying Robbie had a really good scrimmage. Holden Gurner, he's got a really live arm, probably the best arm in the... It's all the stuff we've been saying this whole time, but somehow people think that Mike is supposed to be upset that Peyton Thorne was named QB1 when Mike has been saying that for weeks now that he thought Thorne was going to be named the starter. He was talking about how people played in a particular scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, Based on this scrimmage, just... People read what they want to read. That's yes. Yeah, we, we we can't you can't get worked up about dummies. Dummies are gonna hear what they want to hear. You can't argue with dummies, man. They don't use logic. See, they use other stuff. So, yes, we knew that the scrimmage was very good in Robbie's favor based on the intel that we had and what was out there. So you could surmise that Robbie pushed uh, Peyton Thorne or, or pushed Hugh Freeze. Was well, starting to change Hugh Freeze's mind about mm-hmm. the pecking order. Now, my question, excuse me, my question when it comes to what that scrimmage did and how it caused him to change his mind, if I say, hey, Peyton's one, Robbie's two, Holden's three, and then they come out here and Robbie has a a fire scrimmage and he's lighting it up, says Peyton is pressing, and then, you know, Robbie just balled out and now he's rethinking, like, I don't know. So my question to you is, Ike, and maybe, I mean, I I wouldn't ask this question to Hugh Freeze, but what about that scrimmage do you think was just, you think that was just temporary? I'm sure you're taking more into account than just the scrimmage. You've got all the weeks of practice, well, the two weeks of practice, all the phone calls and text messages from Peyton Thorne, again, as Hugh Freeze uh, gave us examples of. He's trying to figure it out. He's communicating constantly with you. He's... He's the professional and the student that I'm sure gives coaches comfort mm-hmm. about having him on the field. If a dude balls out, though, you know what I mean? Like, if he balls out, like, I, I, I'm having a hard time with, with this decision. Not like it's my, even my decision, but every fan's thinking about this decision and, and how they would make it and who they would choose. And I think that's something that makes this fun is – if it was me, what quarterback would I want starting? Why would I want that quarterback starting? What do I need to see from the other quarterback to change my mind? Mm-hmm. Apparently, Hugh Freeze sees the professionalism, the the football IQ, and maybe not the consistency because, again, the scrimmage wasn't that great from Peyton Thorne. But the effort in all those ways and the communication and all of the things that we can assume make him a professional a more professional, more polished quarterback at this point in his career, two years starting versus the, I think, eight games starting for Robbie Ashford. Okay, I would say I understand that. Okay. At what point does does Robbie Ashford ball so hard that, that want to find him? Exactly. I was trying to say, I was trying yeah. not to say it. 
Yeah. I'm trying to find a, you know, a nigga, but yeah, 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 yeah. At what point does, if I ball all the way out, Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how if you come up there with notes and you are in the front row of the class raising your hand saying, yes, sir, and you brought an apple. I'm the dude, though. I wonder if he approached that line. I wonder how much of an impact that scrimmage had in favor of Robbie Ashford. Because if you tell me, man, I, don't, I thought I knew, but I don't know no more. And you name the same dude anyway. Well, apparently you didn't know. I don't, you know. Yeah, I mean, I so what we have to put into context here is that there were practices after that scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, what I would assume is that taking all of those things into consideration, just having a good scrimmage doesn't negate any of the inconsistencies that were happening before that scrimmage, especially if those inconsistencies happen again after the scrimmage. So it's like, oh, did you just have a really good day? Or are you really improving in the things that you need to improve in? And so I think it's more so about Robbie hasn't been able to consistently show it and not that he just balled out in a particular scrimmage. Right. Um, You know, and here's the thing that we also don't know because I wasn't at the scrimmage and I don't know that many people who were at the scrimmage were taking note of this. Who, what was the mix and match of people? Like as far as the defense versus the offensive personnel, it's like when Robbie was looking good, who was he looking good against and with on the the field with him? Mm -hmm. Same thing for Peyton Thorne, Mm -hmm. same thing for Holden. People are taking into account, like, what how, did they complete this pass? Did they get into the, We're not looking at things the same way that a coach would, or even, listen, you know, I'm not proclaiming to be some great analyst, even the way I would from just watching film on right. something. I wouldn't right. look at it the same. I wouldn't say, oh, that's a completed pass. He did well on that. I'd say, uh, that pass actually wasn't where it was supposed to be, or, you know, that was a really great catch by this receiver, or that was a really poor play by the DB right here. You know, like there are a lot more factors in evaluating that most people who are looking at it won't even notice. Right. And those coaches know exactly what the call was supposed to be, what the read was supposed to be, what the defense was supposed to be doing. All of those things get factored into it, not just completion, incompletion, first down, not first down, score, not score. And so people who came back with those reports they could have gotten it wrong, right? But I think the conglomeration of all of the the reports that we have, you put them all into a thing and you, most people would come back and say Peyton Thorne had the worst scrimmage. It was debatable as to whether it was Robbie Ashford or Holden Gurner, but the majority of people came back and said Holden had the best scrimmage, Mm. right? And so if all of that comes together and you've got Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford, similar in any way and you've got Robbie's athleticism at another level yeah coach freeze is going to look at this again and say you know what the last time I had a really athletic quarterback and I gave him the reins and he wasn't the most accurate passer coming in I'm speaking of Malik Willis right now at Liberty he wasn't the most accurate passer coming in do I need to give him a second look because there is some element to his game that the other folks can't have which is why he says in this press conference again today that regardless, Robbie Ashford will have a package. We're going to utilize Robbie Ashford for Auburn. We need him to be able to win football games this year. So he recognizes there's something that Robbie brings that nobody else could potentially bring to the table. So we have to figure out a way to make sure that we're utilizing him for our football team. Did you get a chance to watch the entirety of the press interview? I didn't. I watched most of the uh, the commentary as questions were asked and people responded. Of course, the Auburn beat is going to cover it all over their Twitter timeline. And that's how I was watching it. 
or excuse me, I was I was getting the information. So there were quite a few questions asked and addressed, not just about QB, uh, about several position groups and also um, some departures, which is weird because we were wondering what happened with Gardner Lanelow. <laughs> and he said, yeah, he, he's not playing football. <laughs> Uh, he got that. I guess that meal at uh, Mikado was like, yep, that was the one I was waiting on. I'm out of here now. <laughs> he got that last meal. I like, appreciate y'all. I'm out of here. But um, yeah, there was a lot of interest, interesting information. I know most of the discussion is going to be about quarterback, but the I wanted to to pitch an, an analogy because I keep thinking about it in terms of work because football is work for these guys. And it's as deep and as complicated. And there are enough... Um, particulars about the game and about the strategy as there are about any profession. And and just as in that profession, there are many professions where you can have somebody who's educated and technically sound and somebody who's going to hit their book for definitions, the person who's going to get a new piece of gear and open up the instruction booklet to see how it works. And then you've got somebody who's going to say, I don't really know all the, the nomenclature for this. But I bet I can figure out what you're talking about. Just let me look at it. Put it together by themselves. There are some people who will not be the most well-read when it comes to something, but they can have a natural innate ability to understand it and to get it done. In any profession, every profession. I am in, I, I work with music. I do music, right? If I was going to train somebody on how to do music, there may be somebody who could already read sheet music and understood how to count bars and understood how to music theory and key progression. And then there's somebody who's like, man, look, I just know how to check this out. And then just pick up a a trumpet and play something magnificent or just sit at a piano and play something magnificent. And I'm going to go, wow, you're going to go far after you learn all the stuff that this other dude knows because that's important (laughs) stuff too. And it seems to be that, and again, I do understand this. It's important that the coaches are sending out somebody who understands what they're doing. Like, that's that's a really big deal. And I'm not saying that, that Robbie Ashford does not. I always thought the reason that Hugh Freeze went and got Peyton Thorne was because he got somebody that not he, was, he wasn't going to give whoever he selected out of the uh, transfer portal a job no matter what because he hated right. both of our quarterbacks. Right. It was that he got somebody whose strengths were these things already. I know you are an educated quarterback. I know you are a coach's son. I know you are a professional. uh, You're going to learn the playbook. You're going to learn the lingo because I scouted you at some point or I know coaches who have scouted you or played with you or played against you. I know all of this and that's important for, for this position playing under me and for my quarterback room and for my team. So him getting the job was, again, that's why I could, guess it was going to happen five, six months ago. He's going to pick somebody who he can already trust. And even if that guy's not there when he steps foot on campus, if he's not there after the first week of camp or after the second week of camp, he's going to get there because Hugh Freeze would not bring anybody in if they didn't have the potential to start for the team that he was coaching. Why are you bringing in somebody that's a project? I get it. Not, so, not someone with so limited eligibility left. Like if it were, right. so, you know, I'll, I'll give you like a Caleb Burton, for instance, a guy who has a ton of eligibility left and, or even uh, what's the new offensive lineman that we render uh, uh, from Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. 
can't Cinder, remember his name. Cinder, I think is his name. Anyway, um, yeah. both of those guys are someone they brought in from the transfer portal. A lot of eligibility left because they wanted to be able to stock backpile or backstock, excuse me, at certain positions that we didn't have. Peyton Thorne's not that guy. He's a guy that only has one to two years left. Like he's got two years of eligibility, but if he plays really well this year, likely going to be gone. So to your point, and this is something that we've been saying from the beginning, you don't bring a guy in with so few years of eligibility left and don't give him a legitimate shot to win the job. Right. Uh, or think that he's a guy who could legitimately come in and win that job. It's not someone that you're saying, well, you know, we'll see, but, you know, at least we got a good number two. They thought right. he could come in and win, and he just had to come in and actually do that. Right. So I don't really understand anybody being surprised by this. I think the more surprising thing is not, I won't even say surprising, but I think the thing that's refreshing about this is Coach Freeze did seem to be truly interested in giving the guys that were in the room a shot at winning the job. Um, And they just didn't do enough in that period of time to be able to convince him that they were ready game one. Doesn't mean that it will be like that for the totality of the season. He already said that when Mike asked the question about a bona fide start. He's like, I don't know how bona fide it's going to be. We're going to have some, we're going to name a starter. How bona fide it's going to be going forward, we don't know the answer to that. So I think it's really good and refreshing to hear the coach who, as we stated last night, if you were on the midweek rapport, sounds as if he's being true to his word on the things that he's saying. When he says something, you can kind of, you don't have to try to read between the lines of it. Now, there was some ambiguity around, you know, uh, in the previous presser about him not knowing now. I, I came in with my mind made up, but now I've got to go back and look at the front. There's some ambiguity there. There's not, There's a lot to read there as to what that actually means. But he comes and he clarifies, clarifies it today. This is what I was talking about when someone asks him. So right. uh, he's being true to his word. He's being honest with what he's saying. And so when he says some things, you kind of just have to stop trying to assume that it's coach speak. Right. I know everybody wants to like us say, well, that's just what coaches say. Coach Freeze doesn't seem to be engaging in that too much. He's saying what right. he really feels at the time. And you kind of have to accept the fact that he's saying those things um, right. for what they are. Right. Um, and let's let's get to these comments, though. There's a ton of comments flooding in. We appreciate you guys who y'all are jumping riled. in. Oh, ooh, wee. Yeah. Listen, man. Up. This is a passionate uh, fan base, and I love it. We're going to start with a super chat here from Auburn Dad, who says, for naysayers, you either trust Coach Hugh Freeze or you don't. I mean, that's essentially what it comes down to. You either trust him or you don't. I will say this. Most people, and I'm not, so let me give the caveat before I say, I'm not saying this is you, Auburn Dad, because you are a good guy. I'm not saying this is you. Most people who today are saying either trust Hugh Freeze or you don't, are satisfied with the outcome of this quarterback competition. Mm-hmm. If it had gone a different way, it'd be the other camp saying, I thought y'all trusted Hugh Freak. Like, I think everybody needs to come to terms with the fact that I, why, why we're lining up with allegiances on one side or the other is, is a little baffling to me. But listen, man, trust the coach in making a decision. Trust him enough also to be able to pivot away from that decision if it doesn't appear to be the right one in the long term. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's... We, we, we can get past our PTSD as a fan base of the coach making bad decisions. I, I think Gus Malzahn made bad QB decisions, both in evaluation of who he offered to come here, who he signed here, and who he played after they got here. Like at all three levels, Gus Malzahn was very bad, starting with Kyle Frazier. All right, it hadn't been good ever since. So 
uh, Brian Harson, he had limited options, but he wasn't recruiting well enough to give himself better options at quarterback. So you get a TJ Finley, maybe there's some value, maybe there isn't. Robbie Ashford, I think, was a good project. I, th- I still think he's got a lot of potential and potential to be an SEC starter. But Brian Harson came out the gate with TJ, and a lot of that was, well, he's professional and he operates and everybody. And maybe Robbie Ashford wasn't ready to be the starter last year, especially with not what was reported to be a complicated offense that didn't fit him. So there may not have been any better options last year, but Brian Harson also didn't bring in any better options last year. So that was two times where they either didn't get the guys or they didn't play the right guys or both, right? And that's been the last 10 years of Auburn football. We're turning the page. We got a new coach. I'm giving Hugh Freeze every benefit of the doubt until the results show that he was wrong. And we have no reason to think this is the wrong decision right now. So let's let him work. Uh, Auburn dad doubles down and says, like I said, either trust evaluation or you don't still agree with you, even though I just read it the first time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Listen, it's I I understand anyone who's hesitant to trust that evaluation because you haven't seen it on the field. But my question or not my question, my thought process still remains that had it gone in the direction that anyone who is upset at this decision, had it gone in the direction that you thought it would be, whether you wanted the young guy uh, holding Gurners to start, whether you wanted Robbie Ashford to start, had your guy that you were lobbying for been the starter, would you be petitioning people to trust Coach Freeze right now? Right. And I know that's <laughs> difficult to say in like in fantasy land of like, well, it didn't, so I don't have to like, but I just, I can't help but think that that would be the case. Yeah, you know, we, we saw a lot of that when it was, um, when it was Bo that had the job in 2021, and remain the starter after Georgia State. People were like, oh, well, trust the coach. And then when it was TJ that won the job in 2022, they're like, ah, well. <laughs> they didn't trust the coach anymore because they didn't like TJ. Uh, but I, I think people have their biases and they're going to ride with whoever they want. All right. People, some people had already picked Peyton Thorne before he had one practice here. They just picked him because they didn't like what Robbie did last year or they thought Holden might provide something that neither one of those guys have. And they were riding with Holden and was happy to hear that he had a good scrimmage. But honestly, man, Hugh Freeze, he's very straightforward and he gives plenty of information. Holden's just young. He has the best arm out of the group. He's young. He's still figuring some things out. He's got a bright future. Hey, thank you, man. That's what we need to know. So he, he didn't have quite the polish as an operator as the other quarterbacks had. Understandable. Doesn't that make sense for a guy who's only played like four or five snaps? Yes, that makes sense. All right. So now we're down to a two-man operation. Peyton Thorne's your starter. Robbie Ashford's your backup. And we can go into the season knowing what that looks like. I think it's fine. Yeah, listen, man, we are ready to get this thing rolling. Perry unlikely comes in and says, I trust Freeze. It's odd how Peyton showed up and fans start trashing Robbie, but months earlier were excited about him. They will both see the field. Um, You know, I think a lot of people who are currently down on Robbie Ashford have been down on Robbie Ashford as a potential starter. There were a lot of people who were clamoring for us to go out and get a viable starter in their opinion in the transfer portal this entire time. And every time a transfer portal person was linked to Auburn, whether it be Grayson McCall or it be um, Devin Leary or it be um, 
Tom, the Casey Thompson or now Peyton Thorne. Like every time somebody got linked, it was immediately people were excited about that. And, you know, any person who hit the transfer portal who wasn't linked to Auburn, oh, Coach you free. Coach, Fre- Coach Free said it himself. As soon as someone hit the transfer portal that was a quarterback, he's getting a bus- bunch of messages <laughs> from somebody saying, hey, you need to take a look yeah. at this one. And he's saying to himself, that ain't the guy for me. I, that's not yeah. the one. So I don't think that many people are really switching up on Robbie that are currently in that he's not a good quarterback camp. I think there were a lot of people maybe at the end of the season last year saying, or that were hopeful that Robbie Ashford would turn the corner. I think that everybody who's had an evaluation of Robbie Ashford is forgetting that that young man had not had a lot of playing experience and was playing hurt. And it's hard to evaluate someone on limited experience and not healthy as a true evaluation of what their potential could be, even what their, what their relative floor is. You can see the athleticism and you can see what the potential ceiling might be, but you don't have a real understanding of what the floor is for that young man because you haven't seen the best version of him yet. Yeah. Everybody who was there under Brian Harson played better when, when Caddy became the coach, everybody. Everybody to hold the first eight games against them, but not have the last four games be in their favor in your evaluation of anybody from last year. That that shows a a complete bias that that shows a level of bias that I'm not even willing to entertain or even discuss with people. So I, I, I choose to look at the last four games as who these players are more so than the first eight because. Dysfunction at multiple levels is what was going on. I'm not evaluating anybody with that level of dysfunction. I'm not holding their feet to the fire and saying that this is who this player is definitively with a coach, with an overcomplicated system, with people playing that shouldn't have been playing, with people playing positions and schemes that they shouldn't have been playing. You can't evaluate people that way. All right. You don't hold that against Robbie Ashford. You freeze didn't. All right. He said, man, I, I just thought I knew and he made me change my mind a little bit right. and I had to think about it a little longer. That's probably the best news here. That's the best news is you if, if you were riding for Peyton Thorne, Hugh Freeze said, I don't know, man, Robbie Ashford balled out and he almost changed my mind. Great. Good. Plenty more practice. We got what? One, two, three, four, two weeks and a couple of days left of practice before we hit the field. To me, that's fantastic news because that's how long Robbie Ashford has now with number two snaps to go out there and prove a consistency. Not just a flash in the pan. We got a whole nother scrimmage where he can still ball out and another couple of weeks. Just stay at it. Keep going. I want a bona fide starter sitting behind the guy who actually starts. I do. I want somebody who is capable of starting and playing well behind the guy who actually starts. I don't really care who it is. Would it be more exciting to see some quarterback runs and see Robbie Ashford doing some insane athletic stuff? Yes. It's also awesome if we win. I mean, I just want to win. Yeah. I just want to win. So we, we in business. I think we in business. Yeah, I think we're in a good position right now. Uh, we just need for Robbie to go out there and handle whatever responsibility is given to him. And then he continue to get more or, or garner more trust from this coaching staff. Uh, another super chat from Auburn Dad and says that last one Ike was aimed at you. He actually clarified in the next super chat it wasn't aimed at you. I agree, but I would say for some Robbie, because uh, I just want Auburn to win with the best QB. L- I, listen, I I get it. I I again I, when I gave that caveat, I was saying I understand that you were not 
you know, we're not in a combative stance right here. You and I agree right. that we just want Auburn to win football games. Um, and I just want the best for whatever those young men uh, on the field are going to have as far as the best quarterback, the best situation for themselves. I'm looking forward to seeing what this coaching staff put, puts out there with these guys. For sure. And I, th- I think Hugh Freeze wanted to create an atmosphere where competition was very important, where it pushed the players to perform better. I think he's achieved that. For, for the record, he has achieved that. Who's the starter isn't nearly as important as Robbie and Holden both bringing their A game to camp and showing their best, impressing the coach in different ways. Even if they have things they want to still work on, those two being at the top of their game was something we never saw two quarterbacks at the top of their game in camp. Never. But now we see it. Now we have it. So that's a win in the coaching column for Coach E. Freeze. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next super chat. Did not see an actual message there, but Tiger Dog, appreciate you jumping in with the super chat there. Uh, I will see if I can try to find whatever message it is that maybe I missed uh, that you tried to attach to that. But we definitely appreciate you jumping in here with us. Appreciate everybody who's jumping in here. I see a lot of familiar faces or names, I should say, and then some not so familiar ones. Uh, let's go with some of the green name gang. We'll jump in here with Rodney Gilbert, who says he's setting Peyton up. He gave him an excuse of he's pressing. What if he don't relax after this? Shaking my head, man. We ride at dawn though. <laughs> wore down before. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I don't know that he's setting him up. Him up, right? Like I think that he was pressing, right? So what Coach Hughes Freeze said was that uh, part of this decision was to go ahead and give him. I think he he was saying was to go ahead and just give him the job, and maybe he relaxes a little bit and stops putting so much pressure on himself to do all the things. And this is something I think I even said on a live. Like maybe mm-hmm. that was a situation where he's feeling the pressure of having just been in a quarterback battle at Michigan State. He makes this transfer over to Auburn, and he's in a bigger dogfight than he thought he was going to be. This is his last real opportunity to win a starting job, take the reins. And maybe he's feeling the pressure from that. Uh, but to your point, Rodney here, what if he doesn't relax? That's why you have Robbie Ashford and Holden Gardner right there in the room. Right. This right. isn't a forever decision. He's not coach. Yeah. The, the, the miss no or the, 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 the miscategorization of fans for whatever reason is that if I if he if someone picks a starting quarterback, they are bound to that decision for 12 games. Right. right. I don't know. I can change my mind tomorrow. I, what are you talking about? I don't know what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and I again, I think Coach Hugh Freeze has been very clear in saying that. It's like, this is what it is today. We'll yeah. see where it goes from here. I don't know how these young men are going to respond when it's time to play. But what I do know is we're going to prepare everyone. And he said that he hopes that Robbie Ashford and, and Holden Gurner stay engaged so that if we need to call on them, they're ready. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hopefully naming a starter does not have them get disengaged from the process of being ready when it's when it's your number that's going to be called. And again, competition, leadership, attitude, all these things that he Freeze has been saying since he became the head coach here. I, I sure hope that Holden and Robbie both aren't getting down on themselves and quitting. Like, listen, man, we this isn't the place to do that. It's still football, man. Like you one play away from being on the field, but don't 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 do that. You still gonna get your shot. Robbie, he already said you're gonna be on the field no matter what. So you're good. Even Holden, like I 
I want to talk about Holden here because I think somebody said it in the chat. Hey, man, um, if you're telling me that the guy with all the seniority is, is slated to start, you're telling me that the guy who is technically only a redshirt sophomore is his backup, where does that leave me? You got your 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 first true selection of your own coming in next season. It looks like I could be the forgotten man. Robbie doesn't have another get-out-of-jail-free card and transfer portal without right. penalty unless he graduates. And I don't think he's scheduled to do that in the next 12 months. So you'd be looking at coming back next year. I've got the heir apparent. Walker White's going to be on, on campus. I got Hank Brown, and, and I know a lot of people aren't really hyping up Hank Brown. We don't know what he can do. We don't know what he can't do. Hank, right. Hank Brown might be every bit of the the football mind and and a QB prospect that we think Walker White is. We don't know that yet. Now it's starting to look crowded for Holden Gertner. And I don't know what the future looks like for him. Everybody's going to keep saying, oh, what an arm. Oh, what an arm. Oh, what an arm. But right. he's not ready yet. Well, how do I get ready? Somebody's going to have to play me. Right. Somebody's going to have to play me. You understand that I don't have the experience to run and operate at a level that you want. Okay, so put me on the field. Well, we got more experience, guys. And, so, and, and this is, I mean, I, I, sorry to cut you off, man. Um, okay. This is what I've been saying in regard to, to Peyton Thorne. Everybody, I think, is fixating on the order in which people were reporting that they performed during the scrimmage, right? Just yeah. because you were the third best in a group of three doesn't mean you were bad. Right. It doesn't mean right. you were bad. So yeah. it's not just about how well you perform in a given situation on a given day. You're taking into account, and, and you've said this before, uh, Mike G said this before, I've got two years of film on Peyton Thorne in right. a game, in big situations, playing mm -hmm. football. Yeah. So I know a little bit more of what I'm getting from him. I know it's not the SEC. I know it's not, you know, the big, bad Georgia defense and and the guys in Turd Town out there playing football. I get all of those things. It's not LSU. But it is Big Ten football. And let's yeah. be clear, big, the Big Ten is the second best conference in the country. Yeah. So he's played admirably when he's had people around him in the second best conference in the country as the guy leading the ship. That means something. It means it absolutely means something because it's not a situation like with Holden where I don't actually know what you're going to do when the actual game starts. I know you've got a great arm, but yeah. I don't know any of this stuff at a collegiate level what you're going to do in that situation. And that means something to a coaching staff. Seeing Robbie Ashford play in a small sample size where it was very uneven and though he's super athletic and he does things that nobody else in that room can do, you can't ignore, I get it, he was hurt. I get it that he wasn't in a system that was optimized for him. I can't yeah. ignore that tape, especially if when we get here into camp and the inconsistency of your throwing continues. I can't right. ignore what I've seen on the film and just right. pretend like a few weeks of my tutelage is going to erase all of those things. Right. I can't right. pretend that. I like. As much as I want to, and as much as I want to believe in you, and I want to put, I can't do that when I've got an option right here that I know will get the job done. It may not be elite or Heisman level, but it will be adequate to go out there and win us in football games. And he likely will take care of the football for me. He'll get us into the right calls and checks. He'll get it out there to my receivers and make sure that they can, he's going to do the requisite things necessary to be a starting quarterback day one. 
I don't have to worry about that or wonder about that. I've seen him do it. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those things get factored in, not just performance in a scrimmage or performance in a drill or right. how fast your 40 time is. And, and I, I get all of the, the, the opposite side of what more do you want these kids to do besides show up to practice and do I don't I don't want them to do any more than that. But you can't beat film. Yeah. You can't. And the unfortunate reality is he's got the film and you don't right now. The other portion of that reality is it's not a forever decision. So you will have an opportunity to put some film out there if he doesn't live up to the expectation. Right. And that's another part. I, I think what's been clear about the evaluation of Peyton Thorne from day one was under pressure. He's very pedestrian and he makes mistakes, which is not unusual for a lot of quarterbacks. That's whether pro or otherwise. You can rush a quarterback, you get him off his spot, and then he starts looking real regular. You get picks, you get turnovers, bad throws, incompletions, all that stuff. You, he, everything has to hold up up front, okay? So if you're going to pick a Peyton Thorne who is shaky under pressure, then that's confidence in the line in the run game because that's how we thrived at, at Michigan State. And that's how most quarterbacks would thrive here. You get the run game consistent, get the run game so strong that the defense has to commit extra people to the box. You're telling me I got one-on-one matchups with uh, with hooks and shorter and, and Jay Fair sneaking out the slot? Buddy, that's trouble. Thorne should look great. <laughs> he should look great if everything is working around him. And Hugh Freeze knows that. He knows what he's doing. I want, I want to keep in mind here, Hugh Freeze came with a Liberty squad. He came down to Arkansas on the road with a third-string quarterback and won the game. A lot of that had to do with how well the Liberty defense played. So, you know, shout out to Jeremy Garrett. But still, like, like we, we're not, I feel like we're not really fully processing that. He knows what the hell he's doing when it comes to choosing quarterbacks and getting an offense together. I have more confidence in that <laughs> than I have, again, at least 10 years. Well, let me, let me say that. I had confidence in Gus for the first few years. I, it just didn't, you know, it didn't work out. I have more confidence now understanding what Hugh Freeze's track record is with quarterbacks and with offense than I have had in either one of our last two coaches. Nine and three. That's the message. The message is, Coach Hugh Freeze, can you get me to nine and three? I don't care if you would have said uh, Grimace is the starting quarterback. Hey, sling it, Grimace. Let's go. <laughs> I want to see it. Whatever needs to happen, let's do it. Because I yeah. think he I think he knows what he's doing. So it doesn't matter to me if it's Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford. The thing that, that I worry about is will we miss out on seeing some guys who, and again, this is, this is my Auburn bias talking. These guys chose Auburn first. Holden Gurner. Mm-hmm. Chose Auburn first. Is he going to get a shot? Because so far, he has not done anything to lose a job. He has not had the opportunity to wrangle a job away from more experienced players. And he shouldn't, right? Unless he's just so much better than everybody else ahead of him. So maybe he's not a transformational elite QB prospect. Or maybe he is. We don't know. It would break my personally break my heart for a guy who chose Auburn to never get a shot at it because, yeah. well, 
they got more experience than you. Like, what do you want me to do? I can't, I can't change how I that I haven't played games, but I think I can play QB in this league. Are you going to give me a shot? Well, you don't quite understand. When am I going to start understanding? That's that that would hurt me. That would hurt me. But that's also a part of the game. You got options now. I wouldn't want to see Holden Gurner pack up and leave and go somewhere else and get a starting job. But you know, reality is it that that may be a possibility of something we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, listen, we haven't been in the positions, particularly at the quarterback uh, spot, where this was a real danger as far as losing really talented guys. And that's no disrespect to some of the other guys that have transferred away from Auburn University in the last few years at the quarterback position. Um, But knowing what I know now about those rooms, the coaches made the right decision about who they were going to start. They made the right decision about sticking with those guys just because the guys behind them weren't ready. They weren't prepared. And and those guys, again, have said that themselves. That's not Ike Jones giving you an analysis. They have said, I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't taking it seriously. So knowing those things, the coaches made the right decision. I think we have to start getting into a place where we're just like, you know what? Maybe they do know a little bit more than I do about this stuff. Uh, I'm still going to question it when I'm sitting here because right now you're telling me Peyton Thorne won it narrowly. So if he doesn't go out there and play well, I'm still going to be sitting here on a Saturday reaction show after game being like, man, how come Robbie couldn't get in this game? Why didn't you have Robbie? And I'm going to still do those things because I'm going off of the information you've given me today, which is I really think that he's a good player and he can help us win ball games. I'm hoping we don't have to get into that scenario where I don't I don't care whether he pivots away from Peyton Thorne. I hope we don't have to get into a scenario where after the game we're saying to ourselves he should have made that change earlier. Yeah, that that's what you don't want to see. Um we the last time I remember seeing it, I think I was the one who went and represented the War Report at the Georgia State game. And the frustration that you felt not just from me, not just from the booth, because the media booth was audibly moaning when Bo Nix sailed passes or missed somebody or had an INT or whatever it was. The crowd, like, the offense came off the field. I want to say it was either the first half or maybe the first drive of the second half. And it was, like with a three and out, it was like, oh. We're talking an Auburn faithful crowd, a full stadium. We're talking... Plenty of pro Bo Nix people. This is not just about whether or not it's Bo Nix. The offense was playing poorly. Mm-hmm. And I remember the person sitting next to me, I don't remember his name or what uh, uh, media outlet he was with. He said, you think the coach is going to do it? You think he's going to switch a quarterback? This was right as the second half kicked off. And right before Bo Nix came right back, I was like, I think he's, he's got to have the green light now. It's looked terrible. It's looked terrible right. up to this point. Can we see something else? Bo Nix came back out. It looked equally as bad. The crowd actually booed a little bit. And then not too long after that, we saw TJ Finley come in. I never, ever, ever want to see it look so bad over and over and over again, drive after drive after drive. I don't want to see that from anybody. I don't care who the quarterback is. If Robbie Ashford was a starter and he went out there sailing passes and he's like, man, come on, man. And it looks like they don't know what they're doing. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Sit him down. Right. Why are we riding with anybody? If we have anything else on the bench, if you are a coach and you did your your job, somebody on that bench can do just as good or better than the starter is doing. 
you should have somebody competent ready to come in if the star is not doing well. I think we're at that point with Hugh Freeze. Again, I have a lot more trust. But to your point, I don't want to see us failing miserably on the field and looking to the side where guys are just holding their helmets and not moving. Demetrius Davis was on the team that year, was he not? 2021? Mm -hmm. We were like, hey man, can somebody, anybody, get on this field and do better than what we're seeing right now? You're telling me nobody can. We don't want that. We do not want that from any quarterback that's out there. So I don't think Hugh Freeze is that guy, though. I don't know if he's Steve Spurrier pull a guy quick with it. (laughs) His quarterbacks usually do pretty good. Uh, Hugh Freeze's quarterbacks do. So I don't think he's ever had to pull a guy that quick. Steve Spurrier was like, Hey, son, go in there. Next drive. Uh-uh, you ain't getting to sit down. <laughs> Next guy. <laughs> like, I, honestly, if I was a coach, I'd be Steve Spurrier. I would be Steve Spurrier in that scene. You ain't getting done, man. Sit down. But maybe Hugh Freeze, if you prepare properly, your, your team, your quarterbacks, you shouldn't have to pull a guy that quick because they'll get the picture and they'll be prepared to do what you ask them to do. So let's hope we're there. Yeah, we will definitely see what happens once it starts to uh, get when the rubber meets the road, as they say. Again, I'm I'm not one of those people who hopes that Peyton Thorne doesn't succeed just so I can see Robbie Ashford play. Peyton Thorne, if you are watching this, please go ball out, sir. I have have sufficient gray in my beard already. I don't need no additional grays (laughs) this year, bro. I'm good. It's going to happen on its own. Ball (laughs) out, my guy. Peyton, yeah. please. I want one of them out, Nick man. Foles. You know how everybody talked down on Nick Foles now because he went somewhere after he played for the one that, that Super Bowl. And he was saying, um, people were saying that, well, he went 27 and two. He had 27 touchdowns to two interceptions his first year with Chip Kelly for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, oh, well, he's not that good. Listen, man, if you're, please be not that good and go throw 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in the NFL. I don't care how not good you look. Well, he looks shaky under pressure. Well, he didn't look bad when he was throwing 27 touchdowns to two INTs. Man, keep that man on the field. I don't care if you're not running and dashing and in 40-yard runs. I want to win. I want wins. Nine and three. That's what I want. I want to win the over on the season bet of six and a half games for Auburn. That's the first threshold. Seven games. Seven games is the first threshold. Put some money in my pocket. Second threshold, nine and three. That's momentum. That's every recruit that you told we was on the way up. You told the truth. They saw you. They were impressed. You knock off somebody we had no business beating because they got way more talent than us right now. Knock off Georgia. Knock off LSU at LSU. Knock off Bama. Nine and three can get you there. That's that's the formula for nine and three is we knock off somebody who's way more talented than us. Everything's looking up. I don't care who gets us there. I just want to get there. Yeah, I I have not hitched my uh, wagon to any particular course i am i'm 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 which whatever train is moving towards w's oh you going to w town <laughs> yep yep that's the guy Let's go i i knew it the whole time boy you was gonna get us there somebody else moving in the, oh, wait no not just i don't have an allegiance when it comes to this not because they're why do i need to pick a side when they're both wearing the same uniform i don't know i don't understand <laughs> that bro both of them are going to have an Auburn uniform. All three of these young men will have, unless somehow they have figured out a way to wear an opposing team's uniform on Saturday. I am rooting for that dude as soon as he suits up and gets out there on the field. Please be good. I don't care what position you're at. Listen, everybody knows I'm the biggest Keontae Scott fan that there <laughs> is out here. 
if Keontae Scott is screwing up, put somebody else in the game. Yeah. I don't care. W. Yeah. Beside the Auburn name, W's in the first column. That's all I care about. Yeah. All the rest of that stuff, man, y'all, you go to hell with all that, man. I don't care nothing about none of that, man. Win. If Peyton Thorne's going to win, win. If Robbie's going to win, win. I don't care, sub package. Uh, I don't care if he's delivering packages to the side. W. Hey, UPS. <laughs> as long as we get them wins. As long as we get them wins. Which is why our frustration with the last administration, Gus and Ambo, with the last coaching staff, was they're not winning. We're losing. Which is why we're in favor of change. I'm going to be pro Peyton Thorne until he goes out there looking bad. And then I'm going to be like, hey, coach. It's time to make a switch, ain't it? Yeah. What's going on? I don't, I don't want to lose while, well, you know, he's just figuring some things out. Mm-mm, you told me he was the most professional. Let's figure out how to win. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's what I want to figure how to win. Now, does that yeah. mean that the guy's got to be flawless out there when he's playing? No, that doesn't mean that any quarterback who gets in the game is going to make a mistake because that's how it works. Somebody's going to get the best of you on a play. Somebody's going to get the best of you on a drive. It's going to happen. I want to feel as if once I finish watching that game, we were in an optimal position to win regardless because the reality is making a switch sometimes ain't going to fix it either. Right, right. So I got to trust the scouting report, the coaching staff who's implementing the game plan and the play calls on game day. Am I going to critique and analyze the crap out of it after it's done? Yeah. But you know what I didn't have to do? Suit up and play. Make a call (laughs) or a decision that made it happen. As a fan, yes, I'm going to be upset if we don't win the football game and I feel like we could have and there are things that we could have done better. 100% and I'm going to bitch and moan about it right here on this live stream and I'm going to talk about how this could have been better and I'm going to watch the film and I'm going to say, man, look at this. They blew this blocking assignment. Oh my God, this is wide open right here. You missed this. I'm going to do all of that stuff. Yes, 100%. I'm going to do all of those things. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be right back on here Sunday talking about how we can win the next game. Yep. Yep. Because you know what doesn't matter? All of this nonsense where people are getting upset <laughs> about who got named a starter against UMass. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Not if you're upset about it. It matters to the yeah. point that we have an answer right now and we can move forward and I'm happy to be in here talking. But what? listen, man. It's a long season, bro. Long season. It's a long freaking season. Let's ride for the W against UMass with Peyton Thorne, starting quarterback, go out there, put up 300 yards in the first quarter. Let's break whatever. If there is a record out there to be broken for passing touchdowns in a game, I want to see us break it against you. Break their entire will. UMass will never want to schedule Auburn again because Peyton Thorne went out there and balled so hard, Mupped want to find me. <laughs> we're gonna have to we got to flip some with that you know a ball so hard of war after every game <laughs> oh man so yeah that that's that's where we're at right we're we know who the starter for umass is coach freeze was gracious enough to say hey man robbie's gonna get on the field that this is who's gonna start for umass 
And how? Well, I wouldn't expect him to make any promises beyond that because how could you? You don't know what's going to happen. It's football, man. Yeah. Anything can happen. So I'm I'm fine with this. I don't think that anybody has any reason to be upset with this. Save for maybe Robbie Ashford. If I'm sure he believes, man, I I'll play him. All right. I just again, we hope both he and Holden stay engaged and stay motivated and handle their frustration if there is any professionally. Take it out on that practice. Take it out during the scrimmage. That's when you show your value. If he selected him for uh, Peyton Thorne as a star for UMass, you have your assignment. Every time you yep. get on the field, ball. Ball. That, that's all you could do. Listen, um, let's see. I, I, we're going to take a couple of more comments here from you guys. Comments still streaming in. We appreciate you all for sticking with us for almost an hour now. Uh, for those of you who have been sitting here the whole time, I don't want to go too far back because some of this stuff we kind of covered already. Uh, SS Austin, uh, he mentioned uh, Coach also talked about Thorne being a better leader. This is something, listen, man, we've been saying this forever. and. I will say this. There are things that I know about the situation that I refuse to say out loud because it's not my place to say them out loud. But I will say that there is some work that needs to be done for both of these young men in terms of showing the ability to be a leader. Consistently showing that ability. Now, what does that look like? No, it doesn't look like calling Coach Freeze all the time and texting him. That's not showing leadership. That's showing desire. Right. And you can show desire in a lot of different ways. But the guy who you have to impress is not yourself in all of the work ethic that you're putting in on the backside of the mountain. It's the coach Mm -hmm. and the coaching staff. So you do need to do things to show him, not just yourself, and I'm working on myself, you know, I— you need to show other people who make the decisions that you're doing that as well. And it needs to be understood amongst your teammates. Mm-hmm. And the team sees everything that you're doing, whether the coach sees it or not. And that's your attitude. That's the way that you rally people. That's the way that you're able to display confidence in what you're doing when a play call comes in and how you disseminate that information is your command and control of the huddle. If they're going to be huddling or if they're going to be calling plays out of shot, whatever it is, those things are being seen by the coaches and they're being seen by your teammates. And everybody is talking to one another about who's doing the best job at those things, not just their completions, not just your ability to make the right reads. Who is the guy that's bringing everybody together that we can rally behind. Yeah. And there are people on the team and in that building, coaching staff, uh, whatever, who feel like those other two have some growth to do. And Peyton Thorne has the least amount of growth in that specific arena. Yeah. You know, there is a, um, I like, I liken it to work a lot because I think it's easier to understand if we liken it to jobs there is absolutely somebody in an operation in an office building that you go, oh, he's on this project. No, Joe, I, I supervised students. I hired and supervised students for 12 years at Auburn. All right. Absolutely. There was a guy or two. You get them in there and they're like, all right, so who all's on the shift today? 
Oh, yeah. I got to work with him. All right, we're going to get it done because we got to get it done. But And then on the flip side, there were other people who you knew absolutely. Oh, thank God he's here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll know how to do this because this was going to be a rough night, but he's here. It's going to be easy. That's what Hugh Freeze means when he says, see how the team is affected by this guy. It absolutely matters how you feel about the guy who's stepping into the most important job on the football team. Yes. Do you believe, if you're a wide receiver, do you believe that this guy is actually going to hit you when you get open? Or do you think you're just going to be out there doing this all day? Right. Do you think that this guy is going to make the right call on the read option? If you're a running back, or he's going to make the wrong one and put the ball in your belly and you're going to run into a lineman because he really should have just threw it. Do you think this guy is going to point his finger at you and yell at you the one time you made a mistake, but when he made a mistake, he doesn't want to hear anybody and he says, leave me alone, okay? There is accountability and then there's which is a guy being accountable, but also being able to motivate. Some people can do it. Some people can't. Having a guy that the other people want to play with, you could say, well, it's just do your job. And coaches say that a lot. Do your job. Because if you function entirely off of, do I like this person? You might not ever get anything done, man. You might not like the people that you work with. What are you going to do? Not work, man. He's, I ain't working while he in the room. Get him out the room. Tell him, right. tell him to jump off this Microsoft Teams call. I don't want to see his face. So I'm not talking. You can't do that. You still got to do your job, but does it make it easier if you like the people you work with, if you can trust the people that you work with? Yes, it does. I'll add to this, right? You talked about the receiver situation, right? So if I'm running a crossing route, right? Mm -hmm. And I know the ball needs to be placed in a specific place so I don't get beheaded running across here. Am I going to run that route with the same level of confidence with you throwing me the ball or with him throwing me the ball? Right? Mm, that's a good question. Right. Because I'm like, man, I don't... Coach called this such and such. He ain't going to throw it right, bro. I'm not about to kill myself. <laughs> like, that's not... This coach... That's in the back of your mind if you're running yeah. across the field and you know if this isn't placed properly, I might get... So I'm going to be on ESPN for the wrong reason tonight. Or, like you said, I'm repeatedly running the route downfield. Uh, never mind, never mind. I'm not going. You're really fast, and somebody constantly overthrowing you. Are you going to run at the mm. same speed every single time? Right. God bless Anthony Schwartz. It was it was a rough it was a rough couple of years for Anthony Schwartz, man. Twenty two thousand eighteen, when the the old line got shaky and Stidham wasn't the same no more. Overthrew him all the time. 2019 and 20. So overthrew him all the time. I played, I played intramural football when I was at Auburn. I was terrible, but I had to mm-hmm. play quarterback because nobody else on that team could throw, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a guy, Anthony Merriweather. I never forget him. Anthony Merriweather was I remember Ant- yeah, yeah. Ant- he was uh fastest dude on our team. And so we just used to like when we were losing. We'd be like, all right, and we just gonna go, you gonna go long and I'm gonna throw it out there to you. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not a good quarterback, right? So, like, I'm overthrowing him consistently. And it was like, you know, you get later into the game and Ant was like, man, I'm just, I, I can't. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not about to be keep running all these. Like, because again, <laughs> he got to run like 40 yards down the field and I'm missing him. And then come back to the huddle and be like, all right, man, we're going to try it again. We gonna, it's like, yeah. man, bro, I'm tired. I'm not. Yeah, you're going to say try it again. You step back and you overthrow me. I ran a 40 and then I jog back and I do it again. This ain't the same effort right here. Right. I'm not putting in all this effort for you to miss me. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, it all affects how you view. Now, again, professionally, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Professional Listen, football players. It's yeah. subconscious, man. You can't, like, yeah. people are human. You're expecting people to not be human. And... Listen, you you can you can say what you want to people. It it, it, it happens like that. It happens yeah. with offensive linemen. Man, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not blocking for that dude, bro. Like his attitude, Jack. I'm not. Uh, like he he might he might catch one today. It happens, man. And again, I'm not saying what I'm not saying is that that is what's happening with these young men out here on this team. What right. I am saying no. though is you can see. Case in point, let's take the quarterback out of this situation and let's just talk about the last four games of last year. Yes. Same football team looks completely different when the leadership changed. Yes. Yes. People will ride behind someone who they like. If the environment is not conducive and you have the wrong leader, sometimes the talent doesn't matter because subconsciously you shut it down. Yes. You might be going out there and running all the plays. You might even be given a bunch of effort, but subconsciously you've shut it down. Yes. It happens. And you can yell. You can't yell at somebody to make them change a subconscious decision that they've made. Again, people forget how it feels to be in a situation that's not conducive for your best productivity as if they don't go and do this every day at their job. Yeah, yeah, they do. I, some of y'all may be stellar employees, and it doesn't matter what your boss goes and says and does. You're gonna go out there, and I'm gonna get my job done by God, because I, because the, the company comes first. Right. Some people ain't built like that, bro. And if you think that there are sixty plus young men on Auburn's football team that are built to say it doesn't matter what happens, I'm gonna give my hardest. You're fooling yourself. Not because Auburn doesn't recruit well, but because the odds are they're still human. We didn't draft a bunch of robots and aliens. Yeah, We drafted hum- humans who have feelings, emotions. Stuff is going to be happening in their personal lives that's going to require that their mind be somewhere else and they're not going to give maximum performance that Saturday. Things are going to happen interpersonally between people on the team and they're going to have their focus taken away from it. Stuff is going to happen with a coach and their focus is going to be taken away. Your hope is that you get the right group of people for that Saturday to be able to put your best foot forward and it doesn't impact the outcome of that game. But it happens. Yeah. And if you don't have the right people leading the charge, then you'll never get out of that spiral. You just It's going to just continue to get worse because... I came in here with a bad attitude anyway, and this dude yelling at me is exacerbating that, and it's not going to make me play better. That ain't that ain't yeah. the way to get my attention, Coach. I'm sorry. Yeah. That ain't and the way there, to get my attention, QB. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and there are times where that dysfunction bubbles up, and it shows itself. Right. Um, case in point, if y'all remember, 2015, 
Duke Williams started the season off not getting along. No coincidence, the quarterback was not nearly as good as he was supposed to be that year. Jeremy Johnson had one of the roughest starts of the season at QB that we've seen probably only rivaled by 2022. And Duke Williams became a problem. Now, he's grown up a lot since then. He'll talk about the trouble that he had before this point. But it's no coincidence that he got kicked off the team for fighting another player on the team. They're not happy. He wasn't happy with the opportunity he had. Damian Craig had brought him there like, man, you're going to be the star of the show. We're going to get you the ball. Duke Williams was a baller. Yeah. 2014, he balled. 2015, it's no coincidence that as soon as the QB play went down, he got a little disgruntled. And he was not getting along with people. Now, if you have a culture that doesn't allow that type of of energy and negative energy on the team, then you don't have to worry about that as much. And Hugh Freeze has repeatedly said, I'm recruiting and culture were the most important things to him. He said, I got quality coaches around me handling the other stuff. I believe in these guys. I know they know what they're doing. Recruiting and culture. He said that's his main responsibility. So if he's choosing Peyton Thorne, I'm saying, you know what? Peyton Thorne, let's go. Because you've got to have that room right. He said, you're not going to get everybody on board. You, it's, not, it's not really realistic to get 100% buy-in. But he said, you get to that 85 90% mark, right? and that's when you have a chance to have a really, really good team. Everything that he has done so far, I'm going to assume, is geared towards increasing the talent, which it looks like he's been doing, and getting a proper culture set and having that culture thrive. Whatever he wants to do so we can do that, great. Let's do it. In the absence of proper culture, you can have a decent team, but that means everybody got to be winning a lot. Right. So much winning that it covers all transgressions. Yeah. Because if the not, minute you start losing, people are be like, man, F this, bro. I'm not I'm not finna keep going out here for to, to lose. Nah. Yeah. And you talking to me crazy? Nah, we're not doing both of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not finna, I'm not finna lose. <laughs> I'm finna be losing and disrespecting, man. Come on. <laughs> you have to you're gonna have to pick a struggle here. We we either yeah. gonna win the ball game or you're gonna talk to me crazy. Like I'll I'll allow this as long as we're winning. But the right. minute we start losing, all of that stuff starts to bubble up. Anyway, man, we I'll, let's get out of here. I do want to put uh, a couple of things out here. AU Alum 94 says, Coach Hugh Freeze said, Robbie will always have a package if he handles it the right way. This Back. is factual things that I, I've been saying for a while. Again, this isn't about me validating my statement. It is about understanding that Coach Freeze wants Robbie Ashford to be involved in this football team. And he made it very specific that it wasn't going to be just as a runner. He was like, Robbie can throw it. And we're going to utilize him to throw the football. Mm-hmm. Is it primarily going to be run packages? Probably. It'll probably be some sort of read option situations where he'll he'll have to make the right read about whether the run or throw, maybe some RPO stuff where there's going to be handoff or pass it. But mm-hmm. he is going to be utilizing Robbie Ashford in situations where it makes sense. So the defense has to be honest in a short distance situation, in a red zone situation. And if he handles it the right way means you'll get more of those opportunities if you're not out here feeling sorry for yourself because you're not the starting quarterback. Can you come contribute to us getting W's this season? That will determine that whether or not if 
Peyton Thorne, it doesn't work out for whatever reason, whether we turn and hand this ball to Holden Gurner or you become the starting quarterback and you are you going to still be the package guy or are you going to be the starting guy? How you handle being the package guy determines that. It, it, that's how I read that. Now, somebody else right. may have a different interpretation of that. but yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim Tebow was cool being the package guy. It worked out all right for him. It worked, it worked out, out right. pretty well for, for Tim Tebow because yeah. once he got to the next space, he didn't, he didn't, let, up, he didn't let up. But, but Tim Tebow was that kind of leader, though. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He wasn't even that um, good a passer. <laughs> Robbie could throw better than Tim Tebow could. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, and just because I thought it was funny to uh, follow that up with, Robbie will have a package. So for him to take care of that package, he should use Manscaped. Sorry, <laughs> just seemed to be a natural progression. Robert, you are correct. Thank you very much yeah. for that right there. Uh, Manscaped's not sponsoring this today, but definitely shout out to Manscaped for f- sponsoring us uh, for some of our content. Uh, but that's it, man. We are going to get out of here until the next time. And as always... War Eagle. Peace. Peace.